So for those of you that decided to move to Bozeman, Montana, to get out of California, if you're one of those, you know, you're tired, tired of being overtaxed and uh, dealing with the, the blue hairs and all that stuff. For those of you in uh, Jackson, Wyoming, in Bozeman, Montana, you guys, uh, it'll be a high of 43 on Thursday. Meanwhile... It's about 72 degrees here on November 12th, and uh, I'm evening out my tan, so uh, what are you going to do? Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. <laughs> they got little hands and little eyes, and they walk around telling great big lies. They got little noses and tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. Well, I don't want no short people. Don't want no short people around here. <laughs> oh, God, I was uh, getting ready this morning with my lady. And she goes, what are you up to? I said, about six, two and a half. She goes, huh. And so I decided I'd, it just dawned on me, like, short people. We don't need short people. Fuck short people. And then I remember Randy Newman's song. You know, the great Randy Newman. The guy sings all the Pixar songs, you know, from Toy Story and stuff. You got a friend or whatever that shit is. You know, he's, um, he play. he's in all the, he does like, uh, the soundtrack for like mo a lot of movies. It's either him or, um, or, uh, what's his name? The guy that, uh, the guy that does all the Tim Burton movies, Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. It's either, it's either Randy Newman or, 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 uh, fuck <laughs> Danny Elfman when it comes to movies. And Randy Newman is, he's a genius. Um, he's just been around forever. I don't know when that song came, when did that song come out? It was like, um. 80 it's 80 81 i remember i remember hearing it on the radio briefly i was pretty young 9 10 and i'm like yeah short people fuck those short people but it's basically about people with short attitudes being short with you you know why do you got to be short why do you got to be short with me man you know i just asked you a simple question but it's classic it's like the best satire ever but it's so funny. They got, they got little baby legs and they stand so low. You got to pick them up just to say hello. <laughs> they got little cars that go beep, beep, beep. They got little voices going peep, peep, peep. They got grubby little fingers and dirty little minds. They're going get, to get, get you Every time, well, I don't want no short people. 
Don't want no short people. Like, people had a... Like, when I... I played that for my lady, too. Right after it dawned on me, Sunday morning. We were gonna go... We got it. We had to... Get some more stuff from the old place. Bring it to the apartment. And, um... So I'm playing it for her. She's like, that's so bad. That's so rude. You can't say that about short people. She goes, I'm short. I go, well, that's not what he meant, but yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the bad. That's so fun. I love that. I fucking love that shit. People were like flipping out though, I remember. When they heard that, they're like, fuck this guy burning records. Like, People don't I guess people don't understand, like, satire. But it's like the perfect kind of metaphor for today's, today's uh, attitude, you know, being short with people, being rude, all that crap. So what's going on, people? What the hell going on? What y'all got going on? Um... UCLA lost to Arizona State. All right, so they're officially like they uh, they're sinking back into the uh, the fact that they remember that they're UCLA, I guess. So they're six and four now. I think they got USC next week, and uh, I don't know. So fuck them too. But uh, the USC, did they lost? What happened to the, did they, they lost to whom? They lost to, oh, that's right, to Oregon. Bo Nix putting up a pretty nasty display for, uh, for Oregon, putting him in the, uh, Heisman conversation with 412 yards, four TDs, and beating USC and Caleb Williams. So, so there you have the boys and girls. Not to be outdone, you got Michael Penix, the other Heisman candidate. Washington looks really good. Like they're um, still undefeated. They beat Utah, who wasn't going down like a bitch dog. Uh. Utah, they won it all last year. They won the Pac-12. I think they were the Pac-12 champions last year. But they're seven and three. And uh, but Washington looks good. I don't know. They look like they're tough to beat. Um, but they're the first of a non-SEC Big Ten uh, in the top five because um, you got. You got uh, Ohio State at number one, which they'll they'll come back to earth once they go to the whatever bowl game that they whine and cry to get into. Georgia's looking good. They they freaking bitch slapped Ole Miss like a redheaded stepchild, uh, fifty-two to seventeen over the weekend, and then Michigan. Sign steel in Michigan's. They beat Penn State. Number ten, Penn State. Which Penn State seems to always be in the converse or in the top conversation, but they're not. Like, what have they ever done? Honestly, 
Uh, and then Florida State, of course. And uh, at number four. So, but then you got Washington coming in fifth, Oregon sixth, Texas at seventh, Alabama eighth. With Ole Miss and Penn State rounding out the top ten. But what else you got, man? What else you got? What the hell's going on here? Um uh, oh god, it looks like Belichick's gonna get fired if he isn't already. Fucking that's that sucks. They bring they bring Bailey Zappi in, throws an INT. Um and uh, Mac Jones, the the two of them just, I guess, can't get it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is it the coaching? Is it the quarterback's coach? Is it the OC? Is it Belichick? Has the game, the game has not passed him up. It's just that they've, he's been left uh, holding the bag after everybody leaves the party. So that, uh, that will be a rough one. That's going to be like a really, uh, it's just going to be tragic, like, I mean, you just don't expect somebody like Belichick to get fired. But then again, I think he got fired in Cleveland. But you give a coach a bad team, and that's what happened, you know? Uh, um, but I know you didn't. I know you didn't tune in to listen to football, did you? You just want some more of them. Short people got no reason to live so what I'm doing is I'm really kind of um, trying to kind of administer a lot of what I listen to anecdotally in the form of podcasts and just general uh, conversation books um, stuff like that and try and translate that into Life lessons of sorts, right? So I was listening to um, I was listening to Lex Friedman's podcast, and he was talking to Elon. Which Elon? What do you mean, which Elon? How many Elons do you know? And he was talking about um, you know, say what you want about Elon Musk, because he's like the troll in the troll in chief, right? The executive in chief, but the. Tr- the troll mastermind in chief when it comes to baiting people. Like he just, the dude, see, he's already kind of made the electric vehicle movement his own and his light just moved on to, you know, this is a guy that's, you know, figured out how to land rockets that NASA could never do uh, and then create solar roofing made from the tiles themselves, you know, the tiles themselves are the solar panel. And uh, so, like, EVs are, like, in his rearview mirror, and he's moving on to, like, Neuralink and drilling holes and tunnels under LA. <laughs> like, so all the Rivian guys and uh, all those other kind of little startups and stuff like that are, they're all taking a swing at him but that's their whole that's their whole bag and meanwhile he's you know that's one of many you know items in his in his bag of tricks right so but the dude just read i mean he's literally like i think i 
I think I had heard him say he'd read every book in the library because he was like a latchkey kid or something. Who I don't know. And so he literally read every book in the library growing up. And um, he just knows about, you know, the Austro-Hungarian War, Athens and Sparta, World War One, just war. And like, and like most 50-year-old white guys, there seems to be a turning point where you become obsessed, I guess, with, I don't know, you, you go one of two directions. You become like one of those Civil War reenactment guys, <laughs> or you just read about war. Like, I remember my grandfather had all the time life, like these leather-bound books about uh, the Old West and stuff. And just history. So you become a history. And, and there is there is something interesting, very interesting about it. Because you compare it to like the, the, I don't know, maybe you subconsciously compare it to kind of present day, present day stuff like, like we do. Like, for example, like present day attitudes compared to say like attitudes in the early 80s. The short people, the short, you know, people being short with you. Like... It didn't used to be where, like, it was such a, I don't know, su- such an ordeal where you could, uh, like, like, Karens weren't called out back in the day, right? Typically, they were, like, soccer moms back in the day, or, you know, they had a different label, if, if, if one at all. You just had, if you were irate, you just kind of, like, I don't know, people moved on with their lives. Like, they didn't, they didn't really kind of build, uh, build a cult of personality around it, right? But, uh, but like short, <laughs> so you were just back in the day, you're just short. Like you just, God, that person was so short with me and I, I can't handle it. Like, so people didn't, I don't know, I guess maybe they didn't get satire back in the day. And that's why there's such an uproar over that song. But I think it's, I think it's brilliant. But so people just have a real short tether with Elon, like every, God, you pull up like the news reels, the news feeds and it's like, yeah, somebody crashed in a Tesla, you know, and it's like, it's all supposed to like lead you back to like what a bad person Elon Musk is, right? Because somebody crashed in a Tesla, somebody on autopilot that was like sleeping in their Tesla as it was, you know, flying down the 405 and got in an accident or something, you know, and it seems to be his fault, Right. Yet there's like a trillion people looking at their phones, texting, you know, putting on their makeup, eating burritos, clipping their toenails, you know, while they're driving and crashing into people and causing all kinds of other issues. But it all leads back to him. But nevertheless, anyway, he seems to be a guy that kind of I guess he probably, he must, you know, he's, like I say, he's a few, he's a few, he's always a few steps ahead. Like while, while we're chewing on what we just been dealt with, he's kind of already creating the next kind of innovative startup, right? On how to like, how to like send electric currents, you know, via trees and shit like or whatever but but his take on uh so Lex Friedman was asking about his take on um 
this whole Israel and Hamas ordeal. And it was like, I think and his, his read on it was that basically Hamas kind of set Israel up for an overreaction. So they, so Hamas bombed Israel, as we all know, on October 7th. And then Israel just went on this torrid campaign. Yet Israel has like this big dome, the big iron dome that, that is supposed to protect them and have all this intelligence. They've got, you know, one of the most airtight, uh, powerful intelligence agencies in the world with the Mossad, you know, up there with like the CIA and the FBI and the, the, uh, the British intelligence and all those motherfuckers. But they didn't know anything about a Hamas attack, right? Wink, wink. So it's, it, it would appear Israel kind of set up Hamas for this attack that they could then respond to just blow them into the next Stone Age, right? And, but his take on it was that if Israel had, he had, if, if they had responded to Hamas with what he termed conspicuous acts of kindness, as in, and it's hard, I get that. Like, if you get bombed and your child dies, if your family member dies, if anybody you know dies, you just have this, like, you know, how we were with 9-11, right? Like, you just want to just exact revenge, you know? You just, this manipulative kind of act, this this horrible, horrific act, and you just... You just kind of, all you have is, is your, your, your natural reaction is to just rectify, just get, just revenge, just vengeance on whoever did this. You know, we were, we were also whipped up on the, in the moments after, like, you know, exacting revenge. But he said this interesting thing about if, if uh, Israel had just kind of responded with conspicuous acts of kindness, like, um, like, like not bombing them, not bombing the fuck out of them, right? Which I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what a, a good example would, would be because it didn't, it didn't happen, but it seems as though Hamas is, is basically like, again, setting up Israel who has this iron dome that protects them all the time from everything else, but this ta- attack that had no intelligence from Mossad, then it's as if they provoked this reaction from Israel so that the other Muslim communities in the area would rally and start a a large-scale coalition of sorts. Which is odd because no other Muslim countries will take in Hamas refugees so they're just kind of isolated and trapped in the in 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 gaza right but um but if they had it but if but it would have it's i don't know maybe would have had the same reaction regardless but if like if you so he made another example of like after World War One with the Treaty of Versailles, like Germany was really relegated 
to a uh, marginalized country and and there was a real bitter reaction to the Treaty of Versailles, which led to World War II. So after World War II, they came up with the, well, we came up with the Marshall Plan, where we, in our conspicuous act of kindness, went in after, you know, blowing up, dropping atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and then firebombing Dresden and Germany, just killing hundreds and thousands of people. Like the firebombing in Dresden, which is a lot about what uh, the book uh, Slaughterhouse Five is about, with uh, by Kurt Vonnegut. That is comparable, if not more horrific, than the two bombs dropped on Japan. But our conspicuous act of kindness was coming up with the Marshall Plan to go in and rebuild Germany and rebuild war-torn Europe. And uh, helping instead of taking... Like, we could have taken over... Like, after World War II, 1945, we could have taken over the world. But we didn't. Which is interesting. And um, so it's 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 over. I, I think it's overlooked because we get a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad juju, and we get we get stigmatized for being in everybody's business, which we are. We got bases everywhere, 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 everywhere. But um, and Taiwan's a big strategic kind of geographic point that we I don't know what we're th- if, if, if we're going to try and defend Taiwan we're going to I don't know I don't know if we're going to win that one but kind of yeah we're kind of on the precipice of a real weird time it's really just a weird a weird moment in history right now but people want to react immediately they, and they want to react with emotion but if you can if you can really like Bring it to a a level of mature talk, authentic, authentic acts of of dialogue, like real, not fake, but real, genuine, real genuine talks. Not not you know because because look. The whole Ukraine thing is going to get blown. Like, nobody's going to be talking about Ukraine here in another, in another couple of weeks, you know? The administration's going to move on. They they cut, they've, they've, you know, all these people that kind of got behind that movement because for fear of, like, Putin taking over once he domin once he basically invaded Ukraine, then they figured, oh, he's going to take Poland next and he'll just keep moving on and is a bunch of horseshit evident. Like, so it just makes it a little more transparent that now that we're going to, we're pulling up, we're pulling up 10 stakes in Ukraine, man. We're leaving. We're leaving Dodge. We're heading for Israel because we, you know, have to, 
we have to prop up the Israelis. We still got to give them $3 billion a year. And uh, we've got to aid them in... Um, basically, like... The way he... The way Elon Musk encapsulated the whole thing is... It was only an effective... Okay, Israel's retaliation, which is has been going on for the last couple of weeks, is only going to be effective if it doesn't create more terrorists. So as they just, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, bomb, bomb the shit out of Hamas in the Gaza. If you don't create two terrorists for each one you kill, like if you don't create more terrorists after the dust settles, then you'll have had an effect, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Basically, all Israel's doing is radical. They're basically falling for they're falling for what trap that was set for them. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean the other Muslim countries are are going to come to their aid, but it's going to radicalize a lot of Palestinians here in the U.S. In Canada, I mean, you name it. It's not necessarily in the Middle East itself. It doesn't have to be in the Middle East. So, so there you go. Um, like, I know anything about this shit. Don't listen to me either. Cause, but what, it, but it, what it's doing is it's, it's, it's basically like... So, like, when the two towers went down in 2001... It radicalized everybody here, and we went to Iraq, where there was no proof of anything, and uh, just created complete chaos. And then we went to Libya, and we created more instability. And it's just one bad decision after another. Why? Because we're radical. We got radicalized, you know. So, it's just, ugh, it's brutal shit. Um. And I don't know why I went. I, I don't know. I think people just. Uh, it's hard to not overreact. So. So I don't know what else to say. It's. 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 If. If. If it goes to a point where they're using. They're going to start using. Uh, nukes. Which is not off the table then those are that's an extinction event like that's a that's a uh that's something that can that can end a civilization i don't know where I'm, i don't fucking know where i'm going with all this that's why i kind of just i try and just kind of try and be positive about some shit i don't know i try not to i try not to buy into the 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 short people rhetoric, right? Short people got no reason, and uh, and and just like for example, like yesterday when I my first pickup, so I went over. I went out. I went. I I went to Roseville. Went to the old pad. Had to load up some stuff, and still leave room for uh, loading up over the Roseville Donor Center. Because I had to stop it there 
That was my first stop at 1230. Pick up what I had room for, which I, you know, if I pick up six, seven boxes, it's about, it's about par for the course there. I went in there. There's this, there's this, oh man. See, Roseville, the Roseville Donor Center, I don't know. It's under like some power lines or something like that. And so the attitude's really weird in there. Like people are like real screwy, right? There's something going on in there. Like it's just a weird vibe. Everybody said, all the other donor centers say it too. And I'm not, because I'm not, I notice it and I don't, I'm, I'm there once a week and it's like a weird funk. But it's like, it's, well, I know who, there's a, there's a, there's one particular nurse there that she kind of runs the show and she's a real fucking cunt. <laughs> and I think he's, she is ex-military, according to uh, my buddy Ruben, who, who also does what I do. And he knows everybody. He's been doing this for years. He knows all the nurses and the phlebotomists and who did what and who's going where and why they did that and who's leaving to go to nursing school and this, that and the other bullshit. And, but she's a real fucking cunt, right? You know, she'll make a point of, she'll make a point of telling you, we're not ready yet. You know, I'll get there. The pickup's at 1230. I get there at 1225. It's not ready. I'm still boxing. Like, that's the only time she'll ever address you is if if it's a negative thing, right? She'll never be like, oh, it's only going to be a few minutes. Or, hey, you're really, or, no. Or, she won't just, she just won't say anything. Unless it's a negative thing that she can bring up, right? Short people got no reason. But, uh. So yesterday when I get there, I got there 1230 on the dot. And this fucking old cunt, this old battle axe, was back there. Looked me dead in the eye, didn't say a word. Boxes were ready. The other lady that works there, who's there all the time, the other RN, she's like, hey, how you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. Not old, not the old battle axe, though. Like, I don't know. People. If your life sucks, fucking deal with it, man. I don't know. Nobody's asking you to be kind, but don't be a fucking cunt. You dumb cunt. Yeah, we cunt. I was watching. Uh, I subscribed. To <laughs> I, was, I subscribed to this uh, this new page on Instagram called the Scottish Bible. It's just little clips of Scottish and <laughs> Scottish stuff. And this guy, <laughs> he goes. This American dude was, uh, he was, uh, filming himself in, in Edinburgh and, uh, which is a beautiful, stunning city in, uh, in Scotland, right? And, um, so this American kid's like, he's talking to the camera in this short reel. He goes, hey, what's every, uh, what's up everybody? I'm so-and-so in Edinburgh. And you hear off to the side some Scottish guy go, it's Paternance Edinburgh, you fucking wank. <laughs> it's Edinburgh, you fucking wank. <laughs> like, if you're going to be negative, dude, be funny about it. Be charming. Right? A little character goes a long way. I don't know. Maybe that's Maybe that's what I'm trying to... I guess maybe that's the underlying theme of this whole thing is a little character goes a long way. 
give somebody a little more, give them, give them more of a pass if they've got a little charm behind it, right? But uh, this whole short attitude with shortness and short stubby fingers and short attitudes and short little fucking, we fucking, fucking wank. Your fucking wank, it's penance, Edinburgh. Your fucking wank. That's funny shit. That's good stuff. But, um, gosh, everything else going all right. You know, it's 72 degrees here in, uh, <laughs> on the 13th of November. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm cool. I'm good. Um, shout out to everybody in the Midwest and and in uh, Wyoming and Montana. That's uh, you know it's 43 degrees today. I don't know what else, I don't know what to tell you. Um, have a great day. You know, take one extra, take one extra, take one extra round with the old ice scraper for me and uh i'll leave it at that so hope you guys are doing well enjoy your week it'll start cooling off here don't worry this it'll cool down to about 65 this week but other than that take care of yourself and each other and i'll talk at you later you fucking wanks arrivederci babies (laughs) 